0: Listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Hey guys, it's Walt, it's Watt Harris here with another Panther Ants Podcast. It's a happy Monday here, it's beautiful, it's in the 80s here in Houston, so I'm happy about that, well who wouldn't be, you know, to be honest. The NFL draft, you know, um, yesterday, well not yesterday, but I figured went how long ago it was, it was over the weekend, I you know that, when the draft deal you know, wrapped up. Uh, We saw three PIP players taken in the draft. And a bunch of them signed uh, free agent deals. Here I am merging in late. I'm merging in to go to work because it's uh, 11 o'clock here and I had to take my son to the dentist this morning. So there was that. Came back to came back to the topic at hand. Uh, we saw Brian Brian O'Neill go second round, which wasn't surprising. I mean, we, we figured he was going to go in the top three rounds. Then uh, we always we, we, then the two other players got picked We're in the fourth round. We had Jordan Jordan Whitehead. He went to the Buccaneers. Avante the Max goes to the Eagles, and uh, you know. Those were, I mean, if you look at the group that was, you know, going on pro day, those were your three likely to get drafted. A lot of them had, I mean, Jester Wee. I thought we'd get drafted, but much like Quadri Henderson, I think they both, both these guys, they had a, a big mountain to climb to even get considered drafted at all, but we'll get to those guys in a minute. But obviously the Vikings got a need for guard and, you know, they've taken some pit guys in the past. I mean, T.J. Clemmings rings a bell. And if we look at some history of some pit players, you know, Chris, Chris Dolman was drafted by the Vikings. He had a pretty, really good, really good career. So, was surprised O'Neal went second round, but I figured he'd go, based on his, on his athleticism, he was going to get picked in the higher rounds. That's what some people tell us. And, you know, he obviously has flaws, but, you know, just about every draft pick's going to have flaws. You know, and especially you know especially if they you know, haven't been been picked in the first round, they're always going to have some sort of flaws. And it's up to uh, coaching to correct them. And, you know, I figure he'll be fine. There were people that said that Jordan Whitehead got bad advice. This was after the draft was over. You know, Twitter came on and people said, well, you know, it seems like Jordan Whitehead got bad advice about going, getting drafted. And Really, he didn't get bad advice. I think he basically, he, want, he wanted to go... I, th- I think he knew he was going to get drafted, we all knew he was, It just a matter of when he was, it wasn't going to be in the top two rounds, if he would have stayed another year, he may have got, he may have been first or second round pick, it's just, um, you know, his, this past year, he missed part of the year because of um, violation of team roles, and you know, that could mean a lot of things, we all know, we all know, we all know what that violation was, but the and the thing about it is, is it's a red, usually when you get drafted that that's a real red flag because of the policies in the NFL. Basically, if you can't piss clean in the pros, you're not going to play, and teams aren't really going to sign you because you're unreliable. Because you can't, you know, you, you can't be dependent to pass a piss test. Same with injuries as well. Injuries as well. If you're injury prone. You're always hurt. Teams won't bother with you, which baffles me. To, which baffles me to this day. Why the Colts still haven't really addressed their quarterback issue? I know they have Andrew Luck, but the guy's been hurt the last two years. I mean, what do you do if you're a veteran on the Colts and you have no quarterback? Especially if you're, especially if you're in the middle of a contract. You know, your contract's going to be up you sign on hoping that uh, things pick up and luck gets healthy or you go somewhere else and it's like you know that's that's just a critical position and the Colts obviously just they just whatever I mean they're 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 loyal to Andrew and uh, it's great that they are but they gotta do something with, with you know an offense But um, getting back to uh, Jordan Whitehead, he's obviously very talented, very athletic, and he was a weapon on offense for us as well. So I see him having a you know, as, long as he puts the work in, he'll he'll uh, he'll have a good career with the Buck with the Bucks. Same with Brian O'Neill. You know, TJ Clemmings obviously still still has a job in the NFL, so I guess that's good. Although TJ was was projected as a as a as a first round pick, and because of a foot injury, he dove deep into the draft. Avante Maddox got selected by the Eagles on the fourth round. It's that surprised the hell out of me. But um, if there was one person who stalked. Kept was kept, kept rising was 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 Maddox's. It seemed like he just got better and better as the year went on at Pitt. And it just maybe he found you know maybe he found this niche. And it landed whatever it was. It landed him in the fourth round. So hey, you know I mean I didn't expect him to get drafted, but the more the more Pit players drafted, the merrier for me. I can hey. But um, yeah, I mean, he was really picking it up as as the season went on. And, you know, that's one thing, a bad thing I want I can say about picking five and seven. Except after that Miami game, we, you wanted more pit games. And we go into the free agent market. Well, one notable in the free agent market, remember, you all know Robert Foster. He was the guy who spurred Pit for Alabama. I guess he took. He signed a free agent deal, and really, with him, you know, I'm not going to root for the guy, but I wish him well, and I hope that he succeeds in the pros. He he, you know, he might because you know when you the thing is when you end up in a place like Bama, they may sign you. But they're going to recruit over you because they have the ability to do that because that's the type of program they are. They can recruit over you. So if you get hurt, like in his case, someone else is going to step into his role, and that's that. And that's just how it is. I remember, you know, um, a good friend of mine. You know, his uh, he was his nephew was Adam Gress, who just passed away. Play, you know, he played played offensive lineman for Penn State he just passed away back in December and it was the same thing when he got signed and he told Adam he said you're going to have to work hard every day no matter what you may have gotten to Penn State but now you got to work hard because they're going to recruit over you they're not going to stop bringing in offensive linemen because they signed you they may bring in some guys even better than you in the next class so you gotta keep keep practicing, keep training, do what you gotta do. So that's just unfortunately Robert Foster's case. I mean, sure he got, I mean, sure he went to a national national champion. That's always a talk, but well, pretty much you're just watching the game. So what's the point of that? Uh, Quadra Henderson got signed by the Steelers. And supposedly he got signed right away, so obviously the Steelers really wanted this guy. Which kind of makes you wonder if, uh, I don't know, maybe the Steelers had some sort of influence on him going pro. To the fact that they knew he was going um, to, they, they, they knew they were going to sign him because they needed a return guy. I mean, I'm happy how it ended up for him. I mean, he's still got to work hard no matter what. It's just, uh, with him, I knew he had an uphill battle in terms of getting drafted because other than, you know, returns and, you know, stuff we did with him in the, uh, the jet sweeps and things, he never really elevated his game as a wide receiver. And this past year, we were hoping he would because he really came out of a shell after 2016, it just never happened. You can blame Parvin on the quarterback because our quarterback situation sucked for, for most of the year. But at the same time, receivers, if they're not finishing the rods or, or dropping passes, and they're not doing themselves any favors either. You know, that's pretty much you know in the case of him and Jester. We it was the same thing you know, we dropped, you know, early in the year, dropped a good bit, good bit of passes. They were, they were, they were critical, critical throws, too, as well. So, after the year, just we had, we were hoping he would, pick, you know, really, really pick it up this year, and he just didn't. And, well, now he's a free agent, but he ends up with the Texans, with Jerry Jones-Smith as well, who's there. so there's two pick guys on there. The Texans have had a uh, demand for receivers as of late. It's just, they need, they need guys reliable to line up, line up on side of Nuke. Nuke, I mean Nuke Hopkins. That's what they call him? They got Will Fuller and they also have the guy from Ohio State which his name escapes me but the problem is with those guys Will Fuller obviously has issues catching the catching the ball he's gotten better but it's still not there and the other person the guy from Ohio State which I freaking his name escapes me He's been injured a lot, so Jester has a chance to really step in the role. And you know Texans, you know they they they've liked Pitt as of late. I mean they drafted Ramon Walker, Uh, Charles Spencer was drafted by them. And Charles is actually still in still in Houston, believe it or not. You know I changed messages with him back and forth sometimes uh, you have him Dorn Dickerson I don't think Dorn. I don't think it was drafted though. I think he was uh, he was signed as a free agent Ray Graham so you know the Texans they love themselves some pit players and oh Tom Savage it's just getting them to stay on the roster well I mean Savage was there for about three or four years But like I said, Jester has a chance to really um, show himself. It's a good situation because, you know, Texans need wideouts. And they just need a depth of wideouts. So he's... It helps him immensely because... The Texans also lost two draft picks because of all the trades they made. They lost their first and second round picks. So really it was some pickings for the Texans. So for you know for Jester and of course Jones Smith, those are uh, unique situations. And plus, not to mention all the injury issues the Texans have had this past year. So they're, they may get some playing time out of this. Who knows? Other guys who got picked up. The Raiders love themselves some pit players too. I see Brandon Hodges got picked up. Alex Officer got picked up as well. So uh, yeah, the Raiders love themselves some uh, some pit players. Hey, I can I, I can dig it. And of course, Matt Flanagan. I believe. Well, of course, Ryan Ryan Winslow went to the Bears. I think Matt Flank went to the Redskins. I believe. Hey, hey, like I said, Ryan Winslow threw a nice football. So you know, if, if Trubinsky's gonna throw like shit this year, put Winslow in there and let him throw that football. He's got the height. He's got the arm. Let him, let him throw that let him whip that pass in there. But uh, as far as the draft goes as a whole, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe when I was a lot younger in college. I loved following the draft, but me, it was like, man, that's what's great about social media. Well, part of it is that it's just easier to follow that way because people just people just spew out the draft picks you know the suspense you know just isn't there you can just pull up Twitter and hey yeah that's who they picked I remember people used to have draft parties and whatnot I never I never did a draft party ever I just never knew what the point of that was And of course, if I would go to Central Century Mall, they would have a draft. They would be a draft party for the Steelers. So I don't know. But uh, I just remember, you know, the draft being—I think on a, like a, on a Saturday morning it would start. And they would do like the it would, they would do rounds like one through three, and then they would do the they would do the and I guess the remaining rounds would be like the, I believe. It would go until Monday, I believe. Monday morning is how it would go, or maybe it was Sunday morning, and then they would, then the draft would go. Yeah, it was a long process. Now it's it's a big uh, spectacle now for TV ratings and drama and all kind of crap. I mean, we got the NCAA tournament now. Just showing all the teams, and then it, and then the, then the scenes later. Instead of just going, you know, the whole suspense thing. But anyways, guys, let's move on. Pit basketball got a, another commitment today. Not today, but the other the last week. Well, it actually, was official over the weekend. Uh, Xavier Johnson, point guard, threes high three or four starting to pin with green site you, you like sides of pit so Jeff Capel has got his back court already he lost two two players in his back court he got two back and it all depends now on what Malik Ellison does if he's going to st- stay more pit or whatnot, but You know, I watched a lot of the highlights of uh, Xavier Johnson. Of course, they said he needs to work on his three-point shot. But the guy can slash to the rim. I mean... And I like that. And I think it's really one thing Pitt really missed this past year. Was having a point guard that can do that. And that's what they need. Is They need some guy who's... And both these guys are like this. They just got the attitude of in-your-face... You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not stopping them when they get, when they go through, when they get to the hole. You're not stopping stop them. They're, they're gonna go right through you. And I think, given what happened last year, with Pitt going zero nineteen, they need guys like this. They guys, they need these point, they need these guards like this. They're not about the bullshit. Just get to the hole and wreak havoc. But anyways, I'm kind of glad for that. And it's put a lot of people on pit Twitter at ease with these, uh, with these recruitings because, you know, people will get all freaked out over this. And I mean, after what happened with Stallings last year, I, I don't think anybody should be freaked out. I mean, we've lost a half whole roster. But, you know, if you look at the nucleus of players that we got, they're still here. You know, along with Cameron Davis and Sham Stevenson, Terrell Brown. I mean, it's a good nucleus of players. I mean, they're not going to be NCAA, They're not going to be a bubble team by any means, but they're going to be. I think they'll be fun to watch this year. I mean, it's like last year's team wasn't fun to watch. I mean, they gave us some moments, but mostly it was mostly out of conference. During the year that was during the ACC tournament was another story, but you know it's a tough, tough year, tough, it's a tough conference, and it's got to you know show some things at least this year to put a lot of our minds at rest but uh anyways guys that's really all I have for today it's Monday which means you'll probably see this podcast tomorrow because I'm I'm not uploading today at all and I'm sure as soon as I upload this some more exciting pit news will come aboard but uh oh well we saw some guys get drafted some resuming their careers hopefully as free agents and we got the zoo era How to pick guys